Sam, Sam Fakker shot uh, Charlie Wilson dead, you know, and he was act, an absolute diamond. Lovely man, a privilege to do bird with. Did you know he escaped from Winston Green, Birmingham? No, no. Yeah, he escaped there. When he got his 30 years, he went to Birmingham, and uh, that's where he escaped from. He went on his, on his toes. They caught him about four or five years later, you know. But the best train robber I'd done a bit of bird with was old Tommy Wisby. What was he like? Fucking love him. He was funny, proper cockney. Uh, Tommy, uh, what can I say about him? Uh, funny. Always got a smile on his face. Good old-fashioned morals, loyal as they come. Done his bird like a man. He shit the governor up in, in Lincoln Prison, you know. Did he? Yeah, got a bucket of shit and slung it all over him. Yeah, Tommy was a lovely fella. I, th I think he's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, he died, yeah. That's right. It, 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 only, it must have only been a couple of years ago. But yeah. Tommy was a special old boy, mate. Yeah, love everyone loved Tommy. No one, no one, no one did but love him. You know, he was a great geezer, mate. Funny he was. He was so funny. He was there that day in Parkhurst when I got stabbed up. You know, was he? And he was fucking disgusted. So was Freddie Foreman. All the boys were the disgusted. Yeah, yeah. But there we are. That's life. You did time with Michael Hickey as well, didn't you? Michael Hickey. Yeah, did he do the longest ever roof protest in prison? Oh, Michael Hickey, the, uh, the Carl Bridgewater case. Yeah, what what was he like? Yeah, well, let me tell you something about Michael Hickey. Totally, totally innocent man. All them boys were innocent, you know, over that Carl Bridgewater murder. And uh, Michael went up on Gartry's roof in the 80s and... Uh, he was up there for about five fucking months. All the boys sent him up blankets and a little transistor radio, food. And he went up there winter time. It was snowing, icy. Mate, he deserved a fucking medal for that. But he drove him mad and he ended up getting nutted off and sent to Ashworth Asylum. Yeah, Michael Hickey. You also met Albert Dryden, didn't you? Sorry? Albert Dryden. Listen, mate, old Albert was a funny old git. He built his mum a bungalow, and uh, apparently he never got planning permission. So all the authorities come to the bungalow and said, look, we've, we've got to pull it down. He said, you can fuck. He's from up your way. He was, yeah. He said, you can fuck off. I built this for my mum. Anyway, they brought in the bulldozers to, and he's come in with a fucking... <laughs> a Colt 45. Like John Wayne's. Yeah. He said, get off my fucking land. Get away from my bungalow or I'll fucking shoot you. Anyway, he shot one of them down dead. And as the old Bill were running off, he shot the old Bill up the fucking arse. He got a life sentence. I honestly think he's out now. But 
Honestly, mate, fucking hell. That's where this country's wrong. Working class people build a bloody bungalow for their mum and the authorities want to take it down. Come on. Come on. Yeah, oh, Albert. What was Mickey McAvoy like? Because I mean, he he was involved in the the Brinks Matt Gould bullion robbery, wasn't he? Was he was he? He always comes across as quite a quiet guy. Who's that? Mickey McAvoy. Mickey McAvoy, top geezer. Uh, I was in full sight with Mickey. He gave me a pair of boxing gloves. It was a smashing, smashing geezer. But as you know, he got well ripped off. All that fucking money when he got out, there was none there. People should have been saving it for him. But uh, I don't know how, what he does now, where, where he is or whatever, but wherever he is, I wish him luck, mate, because top geezer. Done his bird like a proper geezer. Never moaned. Kept himself fit. Good footballer. Worked out in the gym most days. Yeah, top geezer. Lovely folk. Prison escapes are usually quite uh, difficult to pull off, but you, you came across a guy called David Martin. David Martin. You bring your back memories here, Steve. What was he like? David Martin was a bisexual and a great arm robber. Now, I'm going back to the 70s now when gays and bisexuals, that they wasn't really accepted, was they? No. It was that era where, go on, you puff, go on, you faggot. So to be like that, them days, he was a very brave person. And Dave used to have long hair, right down to his back. And he could make keys out of anything, out of plastic knives. Great escape, lad. He escaped from about three prisons. And uh, I met Dave in 1975 in the seg block in Wandsworth Prison. And he'd just come from Gartree. He was cat and in patches. And he'd escaped out of his cell into the workshop and he was getting some tools and he was ready to go over the fence and the wall. But he got nicked and brought him to Wandsworth. And he was in the next cell to me. And uh, he, he called me one night. He says, yeah, it's going to be a bit of noise, uh, Mickey. Because I was Mickey Peterson then. He says, it's going to be a bit of noise in the next couple of days, Mickey. Keep an ear open at the door when you hear someone knock the wall, you know. I says, yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet. And like, what he'd done, you know them uh, cigar tubes? Yeah. He had all his equipment in there, little fucking uh, axles and fucking bits and bobs. And he had it up his arse, and that's where he got his equipment from. And he was sawing the bars next door to me. So every time I heard the keys dangling or the boots, I'd knock his door and he'd stop, you know. But uh, he got through a couple of bars, but they, they sussed him out. He was moved again. I next met him in Parkhurst. And then, unfortunately, he fucking hung himself in Parkhurst shooting. Now, I don't think he did. I'm, in fact, I'd put the arse on it, he didn't. But there he was, he was found hanging. And I honestly believe, you know, he was top, mate. I do... It was so much of a embarrassment to the system. You know, he didn't like escapees, so yeah, I think they topped him, mate. I do honestly. Yeah, it would. I liked him. He he was funny. He was a nice fella. 
It was great to be around. You, you learnt a lot from him. He was just a nice, nice lad. He really was. But he was, he was too much for him, mate. He was clever, very clever. But ask yourself one question, Steve. He was so good at what he done. Why would he top himself? He wasn't a depressive or nothing like that. So you know, in time he would have escaped again. So it don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke about Ronnie and Reggie. We've never really spoke about Charlie Craig. Did you do a bit of time with Charlie Craig? Uh, Charlie, I missed. I, I first met Charlie in Parkhurst when he come up to visit the twins when he got out with his mum. That's the first time I met him. And then I met him again at two or, two or three of me fights. He always come to me fights. And he, he, he used to tell me, like, Ron and Reg just put a fucking monkey on you, you know, to win and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I met him one, a couple of times inside. I met him when he'd come to Bullball to visit Ron. Uh, and I met, like I say, I met him a couple of times outside. Uh, I can only speak earlier than that. He was a nice fella. He really was. And I believe when he got his bird over the, the twins trial, he was a totally innocent man. He, he had nothing to do with that firm. Absolute nothing at all. Mm. I think he had a rough deal, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree as well, mate. I would agree. Yeah, like, he was just a lovely fella, wasn't he? But his name was Cray. Yeah. When you got a name like Cray, and you, you know, your, your brothers are the twins, the old girl were never going to leave you alone, are they? I tell you what I was doing, mate. I was reading back through that Legends book the other day. You know, after what we've been, yeah, the yeah uh, the one you did with Steve Richards. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, that's a good book, that you know. Well, it is. I and I was picking up on stuff, and I was thinking, well, you know, you know, we're, we're asking a few questions before. Can you remember when you had Bertha, the med- medicine bull? Yeah, of course. You know, he's got Bertha now, Dave Courtney. Dave Courtney's got it. So, I mean, how long did you have that? Oh fucking hell! Everywhere I went, that come with me. God, so every jail? Every fucking jail in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, God. I, I broke a world record with it. Oh, what was the world record you, you, you broke? Uh, have you got Cemetery Fitness? Yeah. It's in there. I'll have to have a look. I'll have to have yeah, a look. Yeah, there should be photos of me with Bertha. Right, okay. Uh, everywhere I moved, because then days, in the 80s and 90s, I was moving every year approximately 12 times. Month to month to month. Seg block to seg block to seg block. And uh, they gave me Bertha but to keep me happy when I went on the yard to train with. And I broke, I broke, sorry, I broke the world record in uh, 1996 in Belmarsh Prison. And when I finished doing the sit-ups, I had two screws throwing the, the ball at me for an hour, you know. Wow. A solid hour. And when I finished, the back of my arse, I had a fucking blister on there as big as a dinner plate. Really? Honestly, yeah. Two big screws taking, taking you know, one through a hundred, then he threw another hundred. Yeah, I've got a world record for that. And the governor wrote to the Guinness Book of Records and... Uh, the Guinness Book of Records refused to put me in because I was a bad influence to the to the children. Wow. Yeah. It's all there. It's all documented. Yeah, I'll have to have a read. Everywhere I went, that ball fucking went with me. Yeah. It's famous. Famous. 
plenty, plenty photographs of it in the books and that, yeah. Yeah, fucking famous. Uh, that Legends book, I've got to say this, the reason I'm quite impressed with that book is uh, Paul Massey done a chapter in it. Yeah, it's a good one. Now, well, I used that um, for for writing the Massey book. You know, um, there's, some, there's some good photos in there. You know, and I, I, you met Val, uh, Valerio Vici as well, didn't you? The Wolf. Valerio Vici. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's got a book. He's got a book out. You know, you know, he's dead, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was he like? Valerio Vici, right? I met Valerio. I used to call him Gigi. Uh, he come over from, I, I met him in Brixton Prison, on remand, we was both on the Cat A Wing, and he was in for the Knightsbridge safety deposit, £60 million worth, and I was in the cage there, and every day, Gigi used to come and sit outside my cage door, they used to open the outside of the cell door, and we used to play chess through the, through the, uh, the cage door. Anyway, funny story, this has happens. There was two IRA lads on there on remand. One was called Liam Makota, and one was called Paddy, Paddy, Paddy. His name had come to me, but one was called Liam Makota. And they was both on remand for bringing guns over from Ireland to England and bombs and what have you. And every day, Liam used to come to my door and say, all right, Charlie, we'll have a cup of tea, blah, blah, blah. And for some unknown reason, he stopped coming to my fucking door. So I got the ump over it. I got a bit paranoid, you know. And I thought, hold up a minute, a fucking terrorist. And he's blanking me. Anyway, one night, I come out of my cage for supper to get me a hot cup of tea out of the big fucking tea urn, big metal tea urn. And I've seen him coming out of an office, because them days I was on an eight-man unlock. And I've seen him coming out of an office, and I've gone running down the landing and poured this fucking boiling tea all over him. He's gone over to the fucking hospital, and then Gigi has come to see me, to call me Dan. And he said, fuck me, Charlie, what, what are you fucking playing at? What are you scolded Liam for? I said, well, he's fucking blanking me. I said, he, he ain't been coming to see me. He said, Charlie, the reason he ain't been coming to see you, he's on fucking trial. <laughs> <laughs> so he was on fucking trial. Anyway, cut a long story short, I've ended up, up in full Sutton. This would have been about 89, 90 time. I've ended up in full Sutton and Liam's there. So I've gone up to him, obviously, in them maxicule jails, is full of terrorists, them days full of IRAs. So I've gone up to him, I said, listen, I want to where we you live. He said, what's up? I said, well, what's up? I said, I'm, I'm a, still a little bit fucking dodgy with you, you know what I mean? I said, I didn't know you was on fucking trial. I thought you was blank me, but what I'm going to do now, come into the toilet and I'm going to let you chin me. He what? I said, I, I want you to cheer me. He said, what for? I said, well, look, if you cheer me, you'll feel better. And that way, it it, it, it take my fucking paranoia away from me. So he's come in the fucking recess and cheer me. Uh, 
I said, if that's the best you can fucking do, mate, you might as well go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, GG, I was in Parkhurst with him, Brixton with him. He got deported back. Uh, he got 20 years, by the way, for the Knightsbury safety deposit boxes. He got extradited back to Italy. And he was out on home leave and the fucking old Bill shot him. Wow. Dead. Unbelievable. Yeah, lo- lovely fella. I-, I suggest everyone gets his fucking book because it's, it's like a James Bond book. Yeah, it's a great book. He lived book. the life of James Bond, Gigi. What about uh, the Lambrianos? Did you come across them, Charlie? Uh, Lambriano, Tony and Gartry. Uh, I'm not sure. No, I yeah, I met Chris when I was outside. He was at one of my fights, Chrissy Lambriano. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, that would have been 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was when you boxed, um, when you came out of jail. Yeah. Uh, my first fight was at Bow Royal Theatre. And uh, I smashed the granny out of the geezer. Fucking, I think he's still in a psychiatric ward. Really? Sorry? He's still in the psychiatric ward. I say, I sent him mad. I, I, I drove him mad in that ring, and I, I think the geezer's still getting psychiatric help. Wow. Unbelievable, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and hold up, hold up. I've got a fucking story here, mate. You won't believe this one. Go on. That fight at Bow Royal Theatre, I'm the only geezer in Britain, if not in the world, that in that fight, uh, it got a bit naughty, and all the chaps come running in, because they was all there that night, you know, Charlie Cray, Lenny McLean, Roy Shaw, Joe Pyle, they was all there, all the faces, yeah. to back me. And in the ring that night, a fucking gun fell out of someone's pocket and hit the canvas and that could have gone off and fucking killed somebody. Yeah, I remember that. I remember an seeing actual it. gun and it's on video apparently. I ain't seen it but I've been told it is. I sent that to uh, the one I sent to George. It's on that video, yeah. The, uh, oh, it's since... on there then, is it? It's on Sincerely Yours, yeah. Yeah, so I, I can claim I'm the only man uh, where a gun's fell out of someone's pocket on the canvas in the ring. Wow. So yeah. you know what I mean? So that tells you that the Evies that, that run in that, the ring that night. Yeah. Did you ever do any do uh, bird with uh, Graham Young, the poisoner? Graham Young, yeah, Parkhurst. What was he like? Parkhurst. Now, I've got to be honest with Graham Young. I had a bit of compassion for the fella. Even though he was a dangerous fucker, he was a poisoner. And he went to Bournemouth when he was 14 years old. That would have been in the early 60s. He was a poisoner. He poisoned all his family. And when he got out, he poisoned all his workmates. He killed about five or six fucking people. Now, when he came to Parkhurst, he was playing around. You know the water boiler where you get your tea from? Your hot water? Yeah. He was seen playing around with a tap. And he was putting things up the tap. And what he got out of Parkhurst garden in the hospital wing. And he was trying to poison the commons. And he got both his arms broken and both his legs broken. They kicked the fucking shit out of him. But I've got to say this now. I've got a lot of compassion, me, for lunatics. I love fucking lunatics. I've always loved them. I'm like a magnet. I draw them to me. And uh, 
when Graham Young come back to prison from Broadmoor, everyone knew he was mad. He should never have been in fucking prison. And all the years he spent, he, he spent in solitary confinement. And I used to go to his door, because in the Parkhurst Hospital wing, on F2, you had a hatch in the door, and I used to open his hatch. And he used to, you know, he, he was very... What's the word? Into himself and all the solitary and all the medication he was taking. Fucking killed him off. Killed him. But I had compassion for him because any man that does years and years and years of isolation, I've got feelings for. It's like Bob Mosley. I'm a very young Hannibal the Cannibal. I fucking love Bob. I've known Bob for 40 odd years. He's killed one in Broadmoor two in prison, he's been in isolation, solitary, in a cage, for over 40 fucking years. And a lot of the young cons, they take the piss out of him because he looks like a caveman. Long hair, long beard, his nails are like fucking talons. And he looks like an old paraffin lamp, a fucking tramp. But I love the Beezer because he's unique, he's a lunatic. And I love lunatics. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Wilson from the train robbery. Did you ever do time with him? Yeah, oh, oh, good. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. I, I first met Charlie up in Hull Prison in 1975. And I used to have cups of tea with him and a bit of breakfast with him. And his cell... Charlie done his bird easy. His cell was like walking into a little club. And once, and whole prison have got the big old cells, the big Victorian cells. And one side of uh, Charlie's uh, cell wall was like full of them. Do you know them great big Britannia fucking books? What like? Uh, oh, like encyclopedias. Encyclopedias. He had a whole fucking shelf full of them. And when I used to chat to him, I said, fuck me, Charlie. And all he used to do was read, learn, and educate himself. Well, and that was his life, you know. He got out. He had a beautiful place out in Spain called Checkers. And uh, some some fuckers shot him dead. Hey, this is going off. I'm coming back. Okay, mate.